Hey everyone, this is Trauma Drama, and we are your hosts, Kaylee and Nick, and this is where we discuss surviving adulthood. We can probably agree that we're all pretty fucked up and that it affects us every day, whether we know it or not. I used to think that wasn't me, but if you come from a family, live in our society, go to school, experience love, sex, and friendships, then you're in the right place. Kay and I are going to break down everyday life and problems that come from managing your drama post-trauma. Let's fucking do it. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Trauma Drama. Sorry, my voice sounds this way today. Please bear with me. I'm losing it. Um, that is Nick, and I am Kaylee, and we have a super exciting show for today. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. On today's episode of Trauma Drama, we are going to start off with sweet and sours. Our main topic today is healthy fighting. Kind of broke that up into do's and don'ts, and I'm sure we'll go on so many tangents. <laughs> and then we're going to finish with a deep cut and hard truth. So yes. I'll start off with my suite because it's, it's awesome. So when I was in school in Idaho, they had this awesome pie, pear pie, that I couldn't get anywhere else except for Idaho. <laughs> so I had my That is uh, my not stepmom. the direction I thought you were going at all <laughs> no, with this. At, I had my stepmom make me one last night and it was oh, perfect. Wow. So I well, I have some notes. I do. Um, but it was really, really good. <laughs> so <laughs> some I was feedback like, for the pear pie. Yeah, I was like, hey, hi, Nick has a request. Mm-hmm. He wants a pear pie. What yeah. do you think? She was like, come pick it up on Sunday. I was like, oh, perfect. Perfect. So shout out, Leslie. Cheers. Wow. Cheers. Thanks, Leslie. That's so great. I would not like a pear pie. I don't really like fruit pies very much. Oh, okay. So I, it, it's so good. It's like, it's not as like sweet and like it doesn't hit you in the face like an apple pie does, uh, but it's still. Uh-huh. So, so good. I need a second hole. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go with your sour? Do you want me to do my sweet? Uh, sure, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, my God. It's it's work again. Uh. So I we're, they're scheduling me against my availability because they asked me one shift. Hey, can you come in and help out? I was like, sure, I'll come in. I can move some stuff around. And then for three weeks after that, they scheduled me against my availability. On your Sundays. Yes. I was like, oh, hey, I'm, I can't work. And they're like, oh, but we thought you could. I was like, no, I was just helping you out, like. So I had to sit down and talk with them about my schedule and my scheduling manager just kept making it about herself. I was like, hey, I'm getting a teaching credential and a master's degree. I need this stuff. I need to be set. I'm really busy. She was like, oh, yeah, Nick, like I got my bachelor's degree and I was a single mother. And I was like, "Okay," like I just kind of played it off and kept going. But she did it like three times. So I started just saying like, oh, I'm glad you understand. Oh, I'm glad you understand. Like because I didn't know. Whoa. I was like trying to trick her into thinking like she was agreeing with me, but I was sneaky really learning. Yeah. So then it wasn't getting through to her. So I tried to do another approach. I was like, hey, this is like a really expensive because it's private and it's a class every month. I'm paying about true grand every month. I can't if I get less than a B, I've got to retake it. So I can't afford to be messing up. And then she told me how much debt she was in. And I was like, what, what is this? <laughs> so weird. It was so weird. I was like, well, whatever i was like here are my choices for my schedule if you can't do it i'll go somewhere else like yeah sorry that's that's literally it no, oh that yeah, is like, so annoying it's like do you want me to talk to someone else about my schedule and she's like no i'm the scheduling manager i was like i know Thank <laughs> i know you. that that's why i'm talking to you tell me one more thing about you i'm gonna freak out yeah so oh, annoying. god but that's <sighs> it so i'm so sorry nick that's fucking annoying dude that is annoying i have to um, show up to work just stoned just to get through the shift <laughs> 
which I don't uh, do. Yeah, what? No. <laughs> Who does? Mm-mm. Um, well, I my sweet and sour kind of go hand in hand as they usually do. I my sweet is that I'm I'm home. Like I am fucking done with this crazy bender of like a few weeks that I have had. Yeah, um, you were fucking here, then you were oh there, God. and then you went to Colorado or Denver. Denver, yes. I've yeah. been all over the place and there have been like so many amazing things that have happened in the past week and a half but also so many shitty things that have happened in the past week and a half and so i've just had this big roller coaster of things going on and so and even the fun times yeah you're not resting exactly exactly like the last my just yesterday and sunday were so fun i went to a burlesque show on saturday night oh how was that so fun like so so cool and so amazing and so there's just you know there's a bunch of fun things that i did but then there's also a bunch of of hard things that you know, I was managing like I talked about in the last episode, but I think my suite is that I am home. It is over. I get to just get back to my routine. I get to get back yes. to, you know, my, it, it's like, some, I never thought I'd be like, thank God I get to get back to my nine to five. Like I never yeah. thought I would say that, <laughs> but I love the structure. Um, Kayla and I had this big revelation over the weekend as we were hanging out that our, we feel that people who grew up in chaos crave structure and those that grew up in structure crave chaos. And so uh, yeah. if I have too much chaos for too long, I'm like, ah, I need, yeah. it's got to slow down. I need some structure. Um, That's but, crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I totally feel the same way. I know. It could be a, it could be a topic. It could, uh, should have been my deep cut. God damn it. Ah, uh, yeah. That would have been a good one. Damn it. Um, I, just, I, I just like need, need to plan. And she's like, yeah. there's no plan. We're just kind of going to, when it happens, it happens. Like, no, sorry. I actually, I need a plan. I actually can't go if there's not a plan. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah. I'm like, I just, I just won't go. I just can't go. Um, or like um, when you were hanging out with your cousin, yeah. Kayla was like, hey, we're going to go pick up Kaylee and Aaron and then we're going to go to Borden Brew. And I was like, awesome. I'll meet you at Borden Brew. And she was like, she was like, no, you got to come. I was like, I don't want to be any part of that. I can't do it. I can't go. No, um, no I, I think that makes total sense. And I think that's also part of my sour is like, I just feel old. Like my body Mm. is not bouncing back in the same ways from like the same things. I feel I'm like, I lost my voice. I feel exhausted. I'm like, I am just all of these things. And um, I just, I remember being able to bounce back from like weekends of drinking or from like really, really busy times and feeling like so good about my busyness. And now Mm -hmm. I think if I'm too busy for too long or I do too many things or go out too many weekends in a row, I'm like, I feel like I'm going to die. I can't do this. I'm going to, I like, it's, it's my voice came over when Kayla was visiting Mm -hmm. you and we had the same discussion. Like Mm -hmm. we can't, my buddy's like, I, I love concerts and you know, the festivals, but like my ears are ringing now. I can't, I can't hear. It's not really fun. I can't socialize. I was like, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's not. A, it sucks now. We're so I think it's old. COVID too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like we took I, a break and then we aged 10 years. I need you what to know fuck? that last last night when I drove home from Denver, I drove an hour and a half in complete silence. <laughs> like oh. I just. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I needed everything to be quiet. I needed mm-hmm. no speaking to happen and I needed no dog. I just literally just drove in silence and I loved it. It was great. Yeah. It's really great. No, you got to, <laughs> I, I, I like darkness actually and oh, silence, but yeah. the, the light, like when my boys came over, they asked yeah. me, like, Hey, can you turn this light on? I was like, Oh sure. You know, and I actually, turned it no. on <laughs> and I dimmed it and they're like, can you keep it all the way up? And I was like, 
sure like they're like yeah we want the light to see i was like i get it i get it i've just been putting so much valor on this morning to just brace this week how is it does it work it does work um for those of you that are listening valor is an essential oil that's supposed to help with bravery and i i need some bravery entering this crazy week i yeah so um that is my sweet and sour that was really good i like thanks thanks so our topic again Mm -hmm. is healthy fighting so do you want to start it off I don't know. I think I can. I The only thing I was saying to Nick just before we started is I don't know if I've ever had a healthy fight. I think like <laughs> Nick brought this topic up and I was like, yeah, that's, that'd be cool. You're going to have to take it away though because have I ever had a healthy fight? <laughs> You're and right. Then, I forgot. And then Nick said, well, like, but you kind of do that for work and stuff, right? Like, didn't you ever learn anything about that? And I thought to myself, like, yeah, I, actually, I, I definitely did. Yeah, and I was very surprised. I was like, no, like, you do this for a living. I literally do it for a living. To this. I forgot. I literally forgot. I was like, in my personal. So I think that's what, the only thing I wanted to start with is when I have to, when I'm in an argument or somebody makes me upset or I feel like I'm in a fight with somebody, it's so drastically different personally and professionally. Like, mm. the way that I resolve conflict professionally yes I have tools I have presentations I've like learned about how to do this and to manage this well but in my personal life all of that goes up in flames like I cannot I don't know how to take my like intellectual brain and put it into my emotional brain to be able to solve some of those those problems or those issues but also I think I think a a part of my trauma and like my people pleasing is that I rarely get into like personal life fights or arguments because I just throw my hands up like yeah very yes submissive. I am sorry I love you don't be mad at me and yeah. that is really hard yeah until you're the opposite of that and mm-hmm. then there's no more relationship after that so yep yep absolutely I'm sure we could find some balance in there somewhere I know, but I, I know I was also asking you about, um, I, well, maybe I'll save that for a little bit later because like professionally, there's so many different strategies for managing conflict. Like, especially when I'm working with students or when I'm working with colleagues, like I'm a big, uh, like keeper of receipts. Like okay. <laughs> I do a lot of like, actually remember when this was discussed and you agreed to this and now it seems like you're doing something a little bit different. Was that intentional? Should we work through a new strategy and like do very like business oriented, like here's the receipt for what you said or how you said it. Don't switch on me now Mm -hmm. or we will be in a fight. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's good. But otherwise in my personal life, I fucking crumble. Um, And I know I was telling you like, uh, if you had ever heard of the styles of conflict management as animals. Oh yeah. no. And I, I think you would, I think you're going to like them a lot because, um, they're, they all have like this really cute little adjective attached to the owl. <laughs> so this article talks about, um, styles of different conflict management and like unique individual patterns of managing conflict. Um, represented as five cute animals. So the first one, I want you to listen to all of them and then tell me which one you think you are, Nick. So the first one is the competitive shark. Mm. Do it, it. do it my way or not at all. Um, Sharks use a forcing or competing style to achieve their goals. They need to win. Therefore, mother, therefore others must lose. 
Okay. And then there's a whole other kind of description, but I want to go through all of them first and see if you want to hear more mm-hmm. about them later. The yeah. second one is the collaborative owl. Ooh. Um, my preference is dot, 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 but what's your choice? Um, hmm. Owls use collaborative or problem-confronting conflict management styles. Owls value their goals and relationships. They gather information, look for alternatives, and dialogue openly. <laughs> This one's me. The avoidant turtle. <laughs> and then the little shot. the little caption says, conflict? What conflict? No. Oh, man. Turtles avoid, withdraw, deny, or delay conflicts. They would mm-hmm. rather hide and ignore conflict than resolve it. This leads to them being uncooperative and unassertive. Ooh, that's definitely you. Thank you. Um, and then the next one is the accommodating teddy bear. This one might also be me. Um, it's like, whatever you say. That's the little line. It says, teddy bears use a soothing, accommodating conflict style with emphasis on human relationships. They agree and flatter because they have a need to please everyone that's involved. Yeah. Therefore, teddy bears often neglect their own desired outcomes to satisfy those of others. Yeah, I love these. These might not be how to healthy fight everybody listening, but these are amazing. <laughs> okay, last one. No, this is perfect. You're setting me up and I'll come in with I the, can't wait. I can't this wait. This is good, actually. Just a really dunk. Okay, yeah. and then the last one is the compromising fox. And it says, I will give you this if you give me that. Um, foxes Ooh. use compromising conflict management styles. Individuals who use this approach are concerned about goals and relationships, but they always have a strategy so that they can give and get a little something from everyone. Absolutely. I like that one. Mm-hmm. I think you were um, the three in the middle. Thank you. Yeah. The teddy bear, the turtle, and the owl. Yeah. Like all, all embodied. Because like you go through different stages. Yeah. I definitely do. I like, well, sometimes I, I think when I, I'll try really hard in the beginning to be like the, the owl. Like, mm-hmm. Um, what is the owl? The owl is the collaborator. I'll try to be like, this is what I would want. What would you want? And then I really go into like, holy shit, I don't want to have this conversation. Ah." Because because it doesn't work. And then (laughs) Uh then you just fucking. Uh Yep. I I would... I would say I like the fox, but I feel like Mm. I'm I'm each of those people for different people. Definitely. Like I'm a fox with Kayla, right? I I want something, but I want her to be happy too. So compromising. But then like with my mom, I might be the shark. Like, hey, it's my way or the highway. Absolutely. And I I think that you said it so perfectly. These are definitely not healthy strategies. (laughs) But as I started listening to them more, I was like, wait, no, these... Yes, but what they are is like realistic ways that people do manage conflict. Like they might not be healthy and they're definitely not trauma informed, but it's reality, right? Like we do these these things, but I think you said it so perfectly. They're definitely not healthy, but it's a way to lay out like, what do we even mean by conflict management? What do we even mean by fighting, you know? That was awesome. I really like that. I wish we could do that for every show. Just <laughs> compare it to animals. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Oh, that'd be so fun. I really like that. Um, okay, but I'm going to go into the do's and don'ts then. Okay. So basically, like, just it's okay to fight. If, so I'm mm. talking, like, in a relationship, right? So I think that is, like, a very, like, a lot of some problems with today is, like, with social media and stuff. It's, like, the uh, the perfect couple, the... Mm. The perfect love, like love story, everything. Like, no, it's not going to be perfect. You're going to fight. But it's okay. Um, so schedule time to fight. Like, that's okay. Mm. It allows people to regroup. It allows people to prepare. Um, and you just one person might not be in the right headspace to fight. And then you're not going to get anywhere. So yeah. 
hey, what's your schedule like tonight? We got to deal with something or this week. So be open for that. Uh, I'm gonna, just going to keep going. If you have anything to add, please mm. interrupt me and cut me mm-hmm. off. Um, so don'ts are four horsemen, which we already went over. So I'll just say them again. Criticism, contempt, defensiveness, stonewalling. Mm. Uh, I love those guys. But don't do those. <laughs> don't do those. Love those little horsey guys. Well, I love those little horsey guys. Don't do them, though. <laughs> okay, do. Call a timeout. Ooh. Things are getting out of hand. Yeah, it's kind of like similar to the schedule of fights. So I have a really, really hard time with taking a, taking a pause. Mm. <clears throat> Kayla's really, really good at that. She'll say, hey, we need to talk like later. We're not getting anywhere. Or we're going around in circles. So that's another thing. Kind of have a goal. Keep coming back to the goal. Hey, what was mm. our goal? Because you can go on so many tangents. So again, hey, let's take a break on this. Let's regroup and let's come back to it. Uh, and don't follow a script. That's a don't. Oh. Don't follow a script. So what I mean by is like, oh, every five... 5.30 at night when we both get home from work every Monday night we keep getting in the same fight mm. it's like why you you start to feel like you need to you mm. need to fight it's part of the like oh cool yep I guess this is married life Like so uh, I guess to prevent that find the trigger in the conversation like why do you guys keep fighting mm. at that time maybe one person's coming home and needs five minutes of alone time before so just com- communicate I guess and then when you're in the fight requests do not complain so mm. instead of saying you oh the, the kitchen's so dirty you don't do this you don't help me around the house you just request more help request hey i would i would love it if the dishes were done by the time i got home or i'm just using these as examples but mm. does that one make sense yeah so i think all of those are so interesting and i have a hundred <clears throat> thoughts i think the, my first question is how did you learn all of this where did this come from so I learned all this in counseling except cool. for, I haven't said it yet, so I'll wait, but okay. except for one of these. Um, but the website I found all of these on right now is, I think, a Time magazine, cool. Live Well. Very cool. Yeah, yeah it's super fun. They kind of, it really laid out them all. Um, but yeah, the requesting, not complaining, that's something that like comes across to me as nagging. Mm. Stop nagging me. What do you want? And yeah, yeah. And so then, okay, so you learned all these from counseling and from like research, which is so amazing. So then when you say have an argument or like want to give somebody feedback or have a conversation with somebody, how do you communicate these to them? And like, what if they're not on board? You know, like I, right. how do you set those like ground rules before you start? Yeah. So, I mean, this is kind of like some... You're trying to find that partner for your life. Mm. So, I mean, it's really easy for a counselor to sit you both down and say, this is the right way to do things. Right, so right, right, right. Kind of, I'm a, like, that's how we figured out that this was all right. Mm. If one person in the relationship is saying, this is how things go, that might not be awesome. So we're we're talking about this as you, you kind of already agreed on how to fight. But Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Because like to answer your point, if I'm trying to convince my partner, like, we need to call a timeout. We need to stop. Mm. They just want to keep going. It's like, I mean, I, I, I have a problem with that. I have a problem yeah. with stopping. So, and I mean, it's those problems could maybe be like, do I want to spend the rest of my life with this person who I can't fight mm. with? Like you have got to be able to fight with your partner. So That's I guess, so interesting. Cause I think I agree. I agree with you. Like, yes, you have to be able 
to fight with your partner, but I think you have to, and I think that is a number one priority. And I, I would hope, you know, if I could wave a magic wand, I would say, you know, you have to be able to fight with everybody. Like I asked someone, I, I think like in, or like managing the beginnings of a new relationship and, um, ending a relationship. Like, I, I don't know where I fall quite yet in the like partnership sort of status, but I think about like having arguments with close friends or having arguments with family members, which I had a lot during this last weekend, like not everybody is on the same page. And I think something I worked with my therapist about is like how to manage only what you have control over and then Mm. when to set your own timeouts, when to set your own, um, like requests and how, like how, how do you set yourself up for all of these things? Even if you don't have the other person's buy-in for your expectations, yeah, I like that. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good. I think that's a good, a really good way to practice it too, yeah. is practicing with yourself first. Yeah. You do have to, part of this is like respecting each other, but then right. in order to respect someone else, you kind of have to respect yourself first. So yeah. 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 I think you're totally on to something right there. The, I think, oh, thank you. Thank you for saying that. It's very validating. <laughs> I, I had a great conversation with someone this weekend that I had met who talked about some of their therapy experiences um, and talked about how their therapist created, I think you would love this, created uh-huh. like all of these different selves. So like me as a client, I have all these different pieces of me and they all uh-huh. have these like really cute and like wonderful names. And so okay. uh, this person was talking about like, well, I have I have my boundary bully. And my, my boundary bully is going to push everybody away if they cross my boundaries. And they're going to be like, you crossed a boundary, fuck you, never talk to me again. But then I'm going to be isolated. And then I'm going to be like the depressed version of myself or like the other. Like there were so many cool names. I love that, it so much. I know. And like there were so many cool names that they came up with. And one of them was a really cool name for their inner child. The other was a really cool name. Um, but the... The last one that stuck out to me that I think applies to this situation is the advocate. Mm. Like, how do you find and let your advocate, like the analogy that they used was like drive the car. You know, how do you say my boundary bully sit in the backseat? Like my advocate needs to drive as I'm having these arguments or conversations or, you know, difficult sorts of of fights with partners or loved ones. Um, And I wonder if there's a way to like, if you are listening, you're like, that sounds interesting too. But like bringing that into your own therapy or your own sort of sense of self, like how do you, who is your advocate? What are they good at? And how can you bring them into spaces where you're having arguments? Yeah. I really like that too. That's, that's awesome. That's a lot of good stuff. I like your like Thank solo you. take from this. Thank you. I, well, yeah, it's just, you know, just me over here. But um, <laughs> the, the only, the only, we were like having this conversation and the only like, like part of myself that I could name in that space was like someone who just says fuck it all the time. And so I named her the fuck it fairy. And so like it. <laughs> my fuck it fairy was really driving the cars the fairy, these last great. few weeks. And I'm ready to give my advocate some some driving time because Yeah, the fuck it fairy needs a break. I for real. <laughs> <laughs> she is way too active in my life. But That's awesome. I know I thought um, you'd like that. Do you have one? No, could you could great... you think of one? I mean, I have like Little Nick. Uh-huh. That's just his name, though. And you have then, Little like, Nick. Yeah, I just like I call them like complexes, kind of. Mm. 
but I when I was in my last counseling session, she said that the complex is actually a negative word. Oh, negative uh, vocabulary for that. So I'm trying. I am trying to think of a new new thing. I'll have to think about it more. Okay. You might have a boundary bully that I think I, I picture that for you. <laughs> but I think my boundary bully is like an executioner because in my head it's like chopped dead. A boundary butcher. A boundary butcher. That's good. <laughs> okay. I want to try to get back on top. Okay. Sorry. 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 Okay. No, no. It's okay. This is great. Okay. I have a couple more. So okay. this is a good one. So do ask clarifying questions. Mm. So that's really big for someone mm. who, if you're complex, like the, the mother, she gets very, um, very selfish and will like feed your thoughts and make you like say oh, that, like that feeling like I'm not pretty or no one loves me. Mm. That That's her kind of like controlling you. So uh, an example was on Kayla's birthday. I had made a comment that I was joking and she felt like I then didn't want to spend the rest of the day celebrating her birthday. Mm. And, you know, we it got into a kind of big fight. But then I was like, what was what was the problem? Like, I'm, I'm still not seeing you're just telling me you didn't think I was having fun. But everything I did showed otherwise. Why did mm. you think that? So just one thing I said, if she had asked a clarifying question, hey, this is what I heard. What did you mean? It would have allowed me to like get ahead of that and said, yeah. oh, no, like stop her from going down her spiral. So yeah, ask clarifying questions. And I wonder if another way, like another addition onto that is like, yes, I, I so agree asking clarifying questions, but trusting the answers, like trusting, yeah. trusting the other person if they say, Actually, no, I, I'm sorry that you've heard that from me, but I didn't mean it that way. I meant yeah. this. And then being able to say, I trust you. Okay. And yeah, like, I think wait. that might be more important than the first right? part. Right? Because, like, I mean, because <laughs> if you don't trust that your person that you're having this conversation with means what they say, you're going to end up going in circles and circles and circles. Yeah. And then it's so. just going to be worse. That's yeah. yeah, good point. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then. Apology love language. This was the new information to me. I didn't Very know cool. that. That was a thing. Yeah. So, you know, we all know love language. And if we don't, maybe we'll have a fun little mm. topic about that because yeah. I love that. But apology love language. So like grand gesture apology or mm. just a little one like, hey, I, I'm sorry about your feelings. I'll take steps to prevent that from happening again. Wow. Yeah. So different, different things like that, which is what I... That is so cool, Nick. I've never been able to put words to to that because something that I need whenever I have arguments, like whenever I used to have arguments with my previous partner, I would I would say, please tell me you forgive me. Use oh. your words and say, I forgive you. That is the only way I'm going to be able to move forward. <laughs> wow, I like that. And that it, my love language is words of affirmation. So maybe that okay. ties really well into like I need words and I need a lot of words in a lot of different ways. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I don't, I don't need a grand gesture. I don't need gifts. No. I don't need acts. I need someone to look me in the eyes and say, I forgive you. Thank you for this conversation. I am ready to move forward. And then I can be like, cool. I right. like that. I kind of like when people have a plan on how they're not going to mm. do it again. Okay. I don't really, an apology doesn't mean anything to me. It happened. Mm. I'm going to have to do whatever I need to do to get through it. Yeah. But I don't want that shit happening again. So what are you going to do next time? Like, I wonder how is it going to be different? Yeah. What kind of love language do you think that is? An act of service? Yeah. That's my love language yeah. now. Acts of yeah. Service. Yeah. It Which, is. But I think it's, but I can tell if it's because my king, king complex is mm. kind of at the wheel at the helm for the most part. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah. likes the acts of service because I used to, I used to be touch and then mm. I was uh, words of affirmation and now yeah. I'm this. So I keep changing. I think you, I, I was sad to hear that you didn't name your king as one of yourselves. Oh, yeah. I don't. For me, he's like a higher. Uh, he's above me. 
Yeah, so it would be weird to name him. Like, Little Nick is, he's Little Nick because yeah, he's, like, yeah. below me. So, uh, I don't know. I have him, like, ranked in my you have a higher. You have a hierarchy. I do have a hierarchy, Interesting. Yeah. I kind of have a rotation. <laughs> ooh, a rotation. So, my problem was Little Nick was at the top, and he, uh, was, he was fucking shit up. He was giving me anxiety. He was on, the one who guy. was, like... If yeah. he's, just, he's like, oh, he has ADHD. It's like, no, no, no. His inner child's going crazy. <laughs> so, oh man, wow, wow, that's so interesting. But yeah, I think that's good to know. Like your apology love language, or like this concept of um, something I've thought a lot about recently. This concept of closure, like, mm. is an apology love language different or the same as closure? Like, if you feel resolved, how do you make sure that it, you know? How do you make sure that a conflict is resolved? I like that. Well, wait, what'd you just say? <laughs> how do you how do you know if a conflict is resolved? And is your like apology love love language a form of closure? Like, is that a way to feel closure and to move forward? I, I like that. Something I hate when people are like, "Just give it time." I'm like, "Ugh, it's the yeah. fucking worst thing I could ever hear." Time? I don't yeah. need. I don't need time. I need yeah. structure. I need words. I know what I need. Give it to me. Yeah. Or no, I completely agree. And I wanted I'll to talk about it because you had mentioned <laughs> that your psyche, all that stuff you were talking about was on a rotation, mm-hmm. which I'm wondering. So mine's a hierarchy, right? Mm-hmm. So they're all at play all the time. If that's why I sometimes have an easier time taking emotions off the table because I have different oh. aspects controlling my psyche at the same time. So you're saying you've got one and you can't sever them, but you could probably disassociate and flip me right so absolutely it literally is like i picture like a like a like a jukebox or like a a carousel or literally something that's like oh no no longer you okay you can i like the like, jukebox that's perfect okay, okay. and then i i really really good example thank you thank you i do i have a little jukebox and i feel like <laughs> I, what track do i want to play today I know. random <laughs> <laughs> wake up and see what I choose. Sometimes yeah. it's violence. Um, but no, I, I think it, yeah, it's so true. And I, again, all I can think of is my fuck it fairy, but I know there's a ton of other like parts of me. Like I think about my, like my counselor side, my really fun, like friend side, my, um, I don't know, even maybe my podcast side, who knows? Like, but they, they never, yeah, I don't know. Let's get them talking to each other. Let's get them all out on the table. That'd be quite the dinner party no it's a it's actually not a thing um i asked my counselor i was like is there is it possible to have more than one psyche present at Mm. one time because of the complex right you're in a complex you're stuck in one thing yeah she said no it isn't and Uh. i was like all right well that sucks and then i um during our dream analysis there was one dream that happened and she's like you know nick earlier in counseling you had asked me if it was possible i told you no but you just had a dream with multiple present so it might be possible. Interesting. So that was, yeah, it was very interesting. So don't the beat la- yourself up about that. It's not. Thank you. Thank you. It's not normal. Thank you. The last comment I want to make about this and then move forward is, mm-hmm. ha- have we talked about the Sex, Love, and Goop show yet? Have I told you about it? I don't think so. Oh, my God. You have to watch it. Sex, Love, this- and Goop? Yeah, G-O-O-P, Goop. It's Gwyneth Paltrow, mm-hmm. who I'm sure you love. Oh, uh, actually, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't find her that attractive. Okay. Red hair and... Who are you? Such a such a loose cannon, I swear to gosh. <laughs> I literally was like, oh, Nick's going to love this. But so Gwyneth Paltrow owns the business called Goop. And it's like a self-help. What is that business? <laughs> Look it up right now. It's like a self-help wellness sort of business. And um, Gwyneth Paltrow 
hosted, produced, I'm not sure, this uh, Netflix series called Sex, Love, and Goop. And it is literally a, a short series about all these different couples going through marriage and sex therapy. And gotcha. it is so good and so cool and it's so trauma-informed. People have orgasms like on the show you like see it happening people do Whoa. you would love it like i super good. you get to learn about your your different sexual blueprints and how there's five different types of sexual blueprint and that allows oh. for you to know like how you connect with someone like via sex so there's energetic kinky sensual sexual and a shapeshifter and you can take this oh. test to figure out like which sort of like basically it's like a it's shapeshifter a, it's a sex love language but a shapeshifter does them all so. Oh, okay. That's yeah. cool. Um, anyway, oh. the very last episode, they talk about family constellations. And they do this sort of like trauma-informed understanding of how our family and our generations of family impact who we are and the trauma we carry in relationships. And I remember watching it and thinking like, that may be a little bit hard for me to buy into because I watching it, I was like, that's so cool. But how real is that? Would that resonate with me? But basically these like actors act out this client's family constellation like map and different people represent different humans. And then they like wow. talk to their great, great, great grandma in this family constellation work to be like, what you've done, you know, impacts me today. And um, wow. it made me think about like, if all your different psyches could be on a, like a constellation and you could yeah. see how they all like impact or talk to each other. Absolutely. Um, and if they're doing that in therapy in a really progressive sort of like family constellation work, I, I wonder if, you know, we, we can get there one day with our different psyches to be able to manage like how each of our different selves play a role in our yeah. day to day. Absolutely. That's that sounds like a really like intense show, though. That you would really love cool. it. Literally, I should watch it. The first episode, Nick. This man, this male presenting person in a couple in a married in a marriage, has such a gnarly orgasm that he starts to cry. What? Yes, That's crazy. I know. I'm telling you. How have we never talked about this? You would love it. Ariane it's recommended on it. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, right? Yes. Wow. You gotta watch, to watch it right it. now. Ariane recommended right. it to me, and I was like, "This is the best thing I've ever seen." I binged it in like a day. So that's crazy. I'm like yeah. balls deep in criminal minds right now, but wow, who isn't? Yeah. Yeah. I. I could have been a serial killer. I was like so close. <laughs> I was like after watching this show, I'm like, oh fuck, I was. Oh, I know. Man, it's all stuff comes from childhood trauma. And you and I, I like, both. I was like, this is a joke, right? This is because someone saw that I was in counseling. Come and on. I, this is, I just had no clue or I would watch a show years ago. Oh, my God. I didn't know. It was so good. Okay, Criminal Minds is so on. good. Okay, moving forward. I know, it's so good. Okay, a deep cut <laughs> hard truth. Today is tunnel vision. So, Ooh. yeah, what I mean by that was I was having a couple experiences and this experience was in the water while I was surfing where mm. I'm trying to talk to people who are too focused to have a conversation and then I get in their way. Mm. And... I am in the same exact environment they're in, but I'm able to all do what I'm doing without losing the ability to communicate. Hmm. So I would probably attest that to maybe the childhood trauma growing up in that household where I had to be hypervigilant, but also my training as an EMT with the hmm. fire department. I had to, I'm in very stressful situations and I had to keep my mind and had to stay level. So I do understand that I have more training than the normal person probably, mm -hmm. but don't try not to get stuck in tunnel vision mm. in, in your job, right? Then you mm. lose track of other stuff going around you or in life. So 
you have anything you want to say about that? No, I thought that was a really good one. I think that's, Thank I you. think it is, it's so easy to get in that pattern of like your day to day and kind of drown in it. And I think that on the total flip side, if I could think of one piece of advice or hard truth or something that I want to give to our listeners today would be like similar, but different to yours, which is just to slow down. Like I wish somebody would have told me over these last two weeks. And I mean, let me rephrase. I wish I would have listened to the people that told me over these last two weeks Mm. to slow down because everyone kept telling me, whoa, are you okay? Slow down. You're doing too much. I'm like, it's fine. And I got so caught up in what I was doing, but I wish somebody, I wish I would have listened to somebody telling me to slow down. So, yeah, no, that's a yeah. good, another one too. You have time. That's yes. another one. You've got time. Slow down. That's Slow good. Down. Yes. Ah, great show, Nick. Love you so much. Love you too. All right, everybody tune in next week or not next week, next show. We're going to be doing our holiday special show, getting us all prepared. So again, if you have anything, please DM us or email us. Um, and please follow us at trauma drama podcast on Instagram and TikTok to see show updates, video highlights, and much more. We upload episodes every Monday and Friday. Tune in for more.